be afraid. Be very afraid. One life-sucking Metroid survived the first Metroid adventure, and it's multiplying rapidly. You must help Samus save the universe again in Metroid 2. So we're giving you more power and mightier weapons to search a bigger world where hundreds of strange enemy life forms lurk. Destroy or be destroyed. Welcome back to Play Retro. This is a show called Play Retro. It's Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, your host, and I have to figure out how to get back into ball form again. Mm. Oh, no. And I am your other host, Brian Dunaway. And I'm pretty sure I've already explored this area of the map. Yeah, I definitely have already explored this area of the map. Yeah. I'm lost. Yeah, you're lost. That's what happens in these games. We're going to talk about Metroid today, everybody. That wasn't obvious from our little intro there. Uh, morph balls and getting lost. Uh, that's the whole idea between... Uh, oh, behind, morph uh, balls. Yeah, morph balls. Mm, I like mm. a good morph ball. Uh, sometimes those morph balls come way too late in the game, and I'll complain about that at the appropriate time. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you walk right past them. Yeah. Oops. So, sometimes you didn't Back even track. know it was there. But uh, we're going to talk about the 2D era of Metroid. Uh, one would argue that Dread, the latest in the, uh, in the series, came out last year. That game is in a 2D play style but uh definitely right. presented in in true in, in you know in actual 3d so we'll we'll talk about it in, in you know in terms of the legacy of the series and what it led to but our focus today is going to be about these 2d games running from the original nes version of metroid one all the way up through i guess the last 2d stuff that were truly like pixelated 2d would have been gba games Right. And I would say the Game Boy Advance games are going to be where we're going to stop at with the Zero Mission. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about the other ones as well. It's unavoidable because yeah. the way the storyline carries right. on. But right. yeah. That's the other thing is we're going to also talk about the canonical uh, game as well as its weird spinoffs and a few things like that. There's a pinball game most of you don't remember. We'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah, of course. Anytime you On the a game, game Boy, it's, it was such a weird thing because you, you had the two screens and it was... It was uh yeah it was, you, it was on two screens. It's no good for a pinball game. Yeah, it was on the it was on the it was on the DS and it had yeah, the, DS. the split chunk of plastic between the two screens. So when your ball went up and then came back down, you had to wait for this little blind area there where you couldn't see Jack. Um I remember playing it on that thing and I remember loving it at right. the time. <clears throat> but that was kind of the thing you did back then. If you had a video game, either a franchise or a character that could be a ball. So if you're Sonic the Hedgehog. You got Sonic right. Spinball and later on Sonic Pinball Heroes or whatever that was called. Uh, Mario's got a weird GBA game where he rolls into a ball and you play pinball on, on levels. Everybody wanted to make adjacent pinball games. Why not Metroid yeah. since she has to morph ball all the time, you know? Yeah, she's That's, got a morph ball. Yeah. What choice does she have? Look, if you've got a morph ball, you may as well do it in pinball for, form. All right. Yeah. You may as well already balled up. Might as well get on it. Yeah. Do you think those paddles were smacking her in the head, the ass, the back? Where do you think that hit you? Yes. Yeah? All of them. All of them. All right. Yeah. Because all of them. Because you're in a ball. But that yeah. ball, that ball really assumes a lot of things. You know, smacks the bottom of your feet mostly. I think. Yeah. Probably. probably. Anyway, we'll get to all that. Um, before we do, though, a couple of quick things. The re-release of Advance Wars One and Two got delayed till well, no. we don't know yet. It got delayed from April 9th. It was supposed to come out. It's now being pushed. The reason for it, according to Nintendo, is the Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine invasion by Russia. And some people have said, well, what does this mean? There's always wars. Why does it matter? You got to right. understand, 
this game, I've said this on a couple other shows, I'll explain it real quick. This game is based on that exact pairing of warring nations. Really? Yes. The designer said, look, what's what's a like a real world thing we can certainly dumb down and be all cartoony with and all goofy with and he isn't more great. Yeah. But but basically it's like Eastern European nations at war with each other. And that's the basis for those things. They didn't feel good about pushing that out into the world. I would also no, say that's probably the right choice. I would say they have funny timing though they're in their lives because uh, the first game, uh, Advance Wars One on the Game Boy Advance, aforementioned console, came out a day before came out on September tenth, twenty twenty one or two thousand one. <laughs> the day before twenty eleven. Now, of course, that had nothing to do with you know terrorist attacks or anything. But the point is, it's just some poor timing. I'm sure we're it still going to get it, but they're even like refunding pre-orders and stuff, which is a little oh, wow. extreme. Yeah, it's a little extreme. Um, yeah. So we'll see what, what they do. War ruins everything. Daggummit. Yeah. yeah, war. What is it good for? Ruining video game releases. Say it again. That's how the song goes. Yeah. Anyway, goes. Uh, so you're going to have to wait on that. And so as a result, I got in the mood to play a whole bunch of War Groove. You know what War Groove is? Have you heard of this? No. War Groove is like a modern... Uh, I would call it like a spiritual successor to the Advance War games. They're pixelated. Uh, okay. It's things on Steam and Switch and consoles. And it's and uh, most importantly, they don't take place between Russia and Ukraine. Right? Correct. It's it's fantasy based is the main thing. Um, so you're doing like, you know, wizards and and uh, warriors on horses and stuff like that. So they got away from the tanks and the bombs and all that and are instead focusing on a, on a more fantasy based uh, thing. And it's a very, very cool one of these. If you've never played it, I mean, it's clearly lifting almost all of its inspiration from the Advance War games, but it's a very, very good one of those, and I highly recommend it. Top shelf stuff. Been playing the hell out of that, and you can download other people's creations. They make maps and all kinds of schmear like that. So anyway, Mere. if you want to have a good time, War Groove is good. I do want to have a good time. War Groove. I just added. How do I play it? Where's it at? Is it on the Steam? What Steam, you got? Steam, uh, consoles, all of it, wherever you want. Wherever you want to play it, I think on my this, phone. Uh, no, but Switch. It's on the Switch. This is, oh. this is almost like a phone. You know, you walk around okay, with it. That work? Yeah, Switch is good. I can do Switch. You can hold it up to your head and go hello and pretend it's a phone, even if you oh, want. Did you say it was? Did you say it was Chucklefish? I, I always enjoy Chucklefish. Oh yeah, Chucklefish is great. The developer. I didn't yeah. mention that, but yeah, they're they're very good. They've only that game's only been out a few years. Well, maybe twenty seventeen, something like that. Uh, but it's quite good and worth the nineteen bucks they ask for it. $19. Uh, yeah. Got a great big campaign and a whole bunch of custom stuff and arcade modes and all sorts of things. Things that the Advance War games never had. Although these new ones were going to have some of these things, but now it's been delayed. So you ain't getting it in April. That's well, it looks like you missed out, Nintendo. You had to place your stupid game in the real world. It's okay, Maybe this will be a lesson you'll learn. Yeah, maybe they'll <laughs> learn from this. But the real, the good news <laughs> is uh, Kirby comes out on the 25th and we're all going to need time for that any, anyway. So it's Oh, fine. yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about Kirby eventually. Oh hell yeah! I never played much Kirby back in the day either. We're gonna learn as as we go along. I played every the, Kirby game ever made ever. I've played all really, of them. yeah, and I love them all. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I've played several and I enjoyed what I saw, and I did not get a chance to go back and play all of them. So I'm excited. That's the selfish part of me going. We're gonna do that that one so that I can go back and play all of them. Brian, let me just say Jack to you, and it. I mean this, I mean this sincerely, Kirby is a true man's game. So oh, okay. get on it. 
So the so, but even even Kirby yarn in there like a thing or is that yeah. Yoshi's yarn? No, Yoshi's yarn. Uh, Epic yarn is a different game. But you're okay, not okay. you're not in the wrong territory there. That game's got cutesy. some some Kirbyisms in it, especially on the cutesy yeah. side. But Kirby's Yoshi one of the has most... a bit of a Kirby in him anyway. He likes to suck up stuff. Oh and... yeah, definitely. But as far as like create creative use of things and creatures around you, nobody beats Kirby. Mm. Like it's some of the most yeah. fun emergent gameplay Nintendo's ever created. And it just happens to be in this ridiculously saccharinely sweet package. Right. Uh, Kirby's kind of like a rogue from uh, the X-Men, right? He, he, he sucks uh, up things and he takes on their powers. Isn't that the thing? Rogue, that the gimmick? Oh, yeah. She touched people and got, yeah. So she touched Wolverine. She got, what, his his healing ability or right. whatever? If she Maybe if Rogue could suck X-Men up, that would be cooler. Yeah. That would... Yeah. Wolverine this probably like, exists. No! Rule 34. Don't, don't search for it on the internet. You'll probably find it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I am looking forward to that game uh, quite a bit. And we will talk about Kirby at one point because Kirby is life, man. Kirby is the freaking best. I I've uh, heard that. Hey, Brian, what's a Retro Tink 5X Pro? What is? What even is that? What? What? You don't know what a Retro Tink 5X Pro is? No. I didn't either until a few weeks ago. It's the HDMI upscaler for uh, your consoles. Uh, I got one because I wanted to upscale my GameCube so I could see my... Um, my my prime my metroid prime in full 1080p resolution so retrotink uh this thing set me back about three hundred dollars because this uh it includes everything it's got a scart attachment you can put in there you can uh use your composite or your component or s video inputs and then it just it shoots that out to uh hdmi and yeah. uh, and it upscales it for you, and it's, it's supposed to be really low sync, uh, so that uh, that you don't hit your knees. It's so that you won't have any lag. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when I was doing that, I got the I ordered the Retro Tink because everybody was recommending it. Because when I said what I wanted to do, they said, "Yeah, you need this," and I ordered it. But then I started talking to a local friend of mine, and he's like, oh, that sounds, kind of sounds like my Integra 40.3 mm. uh, receiver amp. Uh, and I'm like, oh, what? Mm. And so uh, I went to looking, and this thing does a lot. And I was able to pick up one for about $200 on eBay. I didn't do the Facebook marketplace. Shut up. Um, so it's a, it's a receiver with all kinds of you know S-video, component, composite, you know, any any kind of input you can think of, and then it upscales the HDMI. Will it do as good a job as the Retro Tink? That's what I'm going to find out over the next couple of weeks, which is a little bit better mm. at uh, at doing that. All right. Um, now the- I know yeah. for sure that my um, the thing I like about the receiver is I've also got a monitor uh, component level on there, so I can put that to my CRT and my HDMI at the same time without another switch. So I'm going to be balancing those two because one's three hundred dollars and and one's two hundred dollars. One of them's old tech that you kind of had to work for. I'm just curious. Okay, which one's the most expensive of these two? Retro. Um, if you had a, <clears throat> if you bought the Integra forty dot three brand new, it would have definitely been way more. But you can find them on eBay for around three hundred dollars right now, which is about how much the Retro Tink comes brand new okay at the box okay so i don't know and i think retro the, tink has a bunch of firmware stuff and it's got some uh, filtering effects but i'm not really worried about that because i can i can do all that stuff 
on my own. I don't really need the retro tink to do that, but I am curious. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna be playing with some hardware coming up here. In the next nice. Couple of weeks. I can't wait to find out the results of your uh, exclusive hardware test here on the Play Retro Podcast. Real quick right. uh, correction: it's Yoshi's Epic Yarn. Sorry, Kirby's Epic Yarn <laughs> is the game with Kirby in it. All right. That's it. That's a Wii game. Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yarn. A Wii U game with Yoshi in it was called Yoshi's. Oh shit. Yoshi's made out of. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Yoshi's. Oh shit! Yoshi's woolly thing. Mammoth. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> Yoshi's woolly thing. Hold on, Yoshi. Now that is definitely some uh, hacker stuff, there, my friend. Woolly world. Okay, everything was made woolly out of like world. wool. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I didn't, you know, send people oh, down the wrong okay. path there. Yeah, and that thing's on the Switch. They ported that one forward from the Wii U to the Switch. I've never played it. I probably should because I like st- stupid, over cute games like that. Right. Um, but yeah, not to be confused. With Kirby's epic yarn, which looked like or, everything was made out of yarn, so right, it's easy to or mix the, them up. Uh, or the uh, is it the HBO special uh, Kirby Your Enthusiasm? Is it's that Kirby Your Enthusiasm? And Ker yeah. uh, uh, Ker, I don't have any more. That's all I got. That's, That's the only one I, we have. I'm out of the Kirby jokes. Yep, all out of Kirby I'm jokes. Done. I tried. There's no more there. All right, nothing. Let's get to our main discussion. <laughs> Shall we play a game? You could argue two of the most important game series in 2D history. There's a lot of games, but you could probably argue that Metroid and Castlevania are definitely two very important ones. They're so important, in fact, that they created a kind of co-opted, intermingled genre, and people call that genre Metroidvania. So Mm -hmm. new games come out all the time, and people say, what's that? Oh, it's kind of a Metroidvania where you do this. Oh, really? How about Hollow Knight? Oh, it's it's a Metroidvania uh, deal. You keep using that word. I don't think that you, that word means what you think it means. <laughs> it may not uh, in the end. We'll actually kind of dig into that a little bit more this week and next week. But we're looking at the Metroid side this week. And um, I am such a massive Metroid fan. I love these games. I love them just tonally. I liked, I loved them before I played them because I just knew what they were all about was going to be my jam. And I wanted to start things off, Brian, with a little bit of sound from the NES version of the game. Uh, so that we can kind of get in the mood here. Now, I'll admit, the NES sounds, you know, it's a thing of its time. It's, you know, not yeah, the not the it's, best. It's the NES. It was better than your, your Intellivision or what other garbage thing you had before. Hey, so, maybe. Maybe. We're never, dude, the Intellivision. We're never going to do an Intellivision game on the show, but we might talk about that console. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. But we're not doing like a game. Like what? Yeah, game? it's gonna. It'd be really hard to do anything like Atari just exclusively. It's yeah. like, oh, this this game that came out on Atari, and we're only gonna talk about the Atari version. That's gonna be pretty tough. Now, someone in the chat says side scroll. Taz the man says side scrolling adventure. It is one of those, but there's something about Metroidvanias that put them in a different category, and we'll and we'll try to break some of that down this week and next week as well as to why that is a different definition, because there are many side scrolling adventure games, mm-hmm. but not all of them are Metroidvanias. There's there's things that set them apart, and I don't just mean they're good. Uh, there's plenty of games that don't do Metroidvania things that are great, um, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about um, a very specific mechanical way those games tend to play out. And we'll get to all that. But here's what people were greeted with when they fired up their Metroid NES uh, version of the game. Okay, here you go. There's a little gameplay for you. Yeah, 
so pretty standard NES fare, right? It kind of sounds like what you expected yeah. it to sound like. It, except for the intro. Uh, they they nailed that. They wanted us to feel like we were in a sci-fi kind of a movie and boy they nailed it with that first little bit on that nes like that oh yeah and not even that was like, knocker right yeah not even not yes it was and not even like normal like what we considered sort of normal sci-fi it was trying to build right. a world that was like isolated and alone and very alien and she well <laughs> we didn't know it was a she then but uh the samus is hanging out in this place that is very unpredictable and we don't really know what you know what? What's here? And we're never going to have any help. It's just us. And yes. There's no such thing figure as like working out. radios and figure this shit out, sort of thing. Um, it was, uh, I think, downright innovative and very weird for Nintendo. They didn't make like serious science yeah. fiction. Uh, this was somebody yeah. else's job. They were making like cutesy kid stuff, and then uh, it let everybody else make the you know the the weird darker games. But they were happy to make this one. Unfortunately, they haven't been always so happy to keep making them. Uh, we had, I think, a 15-year gap between Dread yeah, the, and, a, and this, the previous uh, 2D game, I think, or previous, you know. Previ- I, I think Metroid is always defined each generation that it has the potential to be released on each platform that they release. I think it always has the potential of going too far, and they and so it always ends up being a later release on each of these consoles. So the NES, this was a little bit later release after the NES has been out a while. Yeah. And I, that, that kind of is true all the way across. And uh, I think it's because they always plan such big, extravagant things. And it's like, okay, and how, how are we going to do that? Yeah, no, how you're, you're absolutely right. I think that um, it's a late stage. Oh, that's really funny. That's actually really true. There's a, it's a, like a late yeah. stage thing. They do this sometimes with other stuff. There's always an early, not to bring up Kirby again, but there's always an early Kirby in the life cycle <laughs> of a console, of a Nintendo console. And then toward right. the end, there's another one. And it's a, usually a bigger deal, that second one. But they always yeah. have that pattern. It's almost like, I don't know, maybe they plan this shit and say, we ain't doing, we're not doing a Metroid until... Uh, the thing's on its last breath, okay? Yeah, yeah. I think deal. I think it always has to do with them trying to, you know, it's like, oh, we want to do a Metroid, but we got to tell a story. We got to figure out what's going to make it unique mm-hmm. because it, it, it gets complicated. The level designs alone with Metroid are just mind-boggling difficult to to make something that's not easily broken yeah i, I agree Even did you I did you get much time with like the original the the nest game and uh you know i had what it had to offer i had plenty of time i could have but i'll tell you right now if you're going back and playing some of these games yeah. the first metroid on the nes is very painful if you've played anything since then you don't realize how limited things are you know your your energy rifle is very limited which is true in other ones too but it is really limited here and uh you know you can't aim everywhere like you want to and uh so it's it's very it's it's a good visit i would i would absolutely recommend that if you wanted to go and go oh yeah i remember how this felt and then move on. Yeah, uh, that's just that's kind of what I did. I was like, mm, that was neat. Yeah, goodbye. I, I would also, yeah, I don't want to play one much more than I did this week because one is a um, is an experiment in a lot of ways, and yeah. in some ways defines what Metroid will be from the from then forward. But in other ways, it's kind of a just kind of a hard side scroller. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't have the it's super hard. It doesn't have like the puzzle elements or the kind of like get lost in this labyrinth kind of quality that yeah. these that these other you know other metroid games would have and certainly castlevania after that i mean you got to remember the whole castlevania metroid coming together and becoming something called metroidvania 
didn't happen until Symphony of the Night for Castlevania on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, uh, the only other Metroid game was Super Metroid. And Super Metroid, uh, or, you know, that was the latest one. Super Metroid's right. really the one that defined this. Like, right. you can say yeah. Castlevania or Metroidvania all you want, but the truth is, Castlevania kind of adopted Metroid concepts and changed what right. it did and turned I it from just I, a standard run. If I remember to, correctly, it, they were like six months uh, apart in release. Now, of course, that both these were probably long in development, so certainly... Uh, some exchange could have happened where, you know, someone, you know, saw a tech demo or something and could have influenced each other. But in our collective minds, you probably either had a PlayStation or you had, you know, an, an SNES. You probably didn't have both. And so I think that's probably the reason why. So when you're trying to talk to different people, you were trying to say, oh, it's like Metroid, you know, Metroid. And yeah. then you, on the other side, you might go, oh, it's like Castlevania. So yeah. I think they were so close together that that's probably the reason why we... I think that's a big part of it. But the bigger part is they changed the core design changed right around symphony of the night uh, for the Castlevania side on the Metroid side. It did. And the Metroid side had done that. I think with super Metroid more than it did the previous Metroid games. And as a result, moving forward, these two series would be known for this very specific kind of big overworld map, lots of puzzly stuff, boss fights at the end of everything. Very sparse save points. Uh, unlock an ability that earlier on you were like, I can't, how come that's a thing up there, but I can't reach it? What's going on? I can't even right. shoot it. What the hell? And then you forget about it. And then three hours later, you're like, oh, I have a gun now that shoots that. Or now I have yeah, a well, grappling hook or whatever it is I have that I couldn't do before. In the case of Metroid, it's often a morph ball form or something like that. Right. And it's it's, yeah. it's kind of a, a progression system where, before we had, we were mostly doing power ups that were uh, you know disposable. You'd use them for a little bit, but now we were more like in the RPG where we where we were improving in our side scrolling shooters where we could uh, you know improve our character and had to improve our character to get past certain barriers and and that was happening in both of these yeah for sure in these both these franchises. now in Metroid Two. Well, I'd like to ruin your ears for a minute if you don't mind. Oh yeah, please please do because Metroid Two is on the uh, that's oh this and. The Metroid 2 for sure. Okay, this is on the Game Boy Color. This is the Game what Boy Color. I think the color version of it that I yeah. have video for, but it Metroid 2 technically is a Game Boy game. And then right. later on in life, um, some, some remake stuff happens. We'll talk about all that. But uh, this is what that sounded like. And this was the version they had. Well, oh, that game was ears. on this. They had that on both SNES. Oh, no, I'm sorry. NES and Game Boy, right? Do I have that wrong? Did they, I don't think they ever released uh, uh, two Metroid Two Return of Samus uh, on the NES. I could be wrong, but I don't remember. I do know they had it on the Game Boy, and it's also would included a uh, color palette, which if you have the emulation, you can play on the Game Boy Color, which is what this person looks like they did. Yeah, and by the way, I'm laughing kind of hard here because the Wraith says the Wraith in the chat says. Probably why it's called Metroidvania rather than Casteroid or Casteroid. No, Casteroid would be. I'm going to start calling him Casteroid. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, that's pretty Castroid. good. Castleroid, right? Castleroid. Castleroid. Yeah, like, it's no wonder that took off the other direction. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was a horrifying thing. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah. That's enough to build that. That has some 70s sci-fi in it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Then it got, you know. So this is what I think is a... 
That's NES. Listen to this one. Hold on. This is Game Boy. I don't remember that ever being on the NES. But like I said, I only had a week to prepare. <laughs> so I could have a missed week. a few things. No, you're right. There's 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 a little <laughs> bit of confusion on where this thing showed up. Maybe there was versions on both. But I definitely know Game Boy Color was the was the second and primary place they they put it on because because R and D uh, one uh, at Nintendo were in charge of that of that Game Boy. And uh, they well, it's Game Boy is big Game Boy Black and White first, right? I, I yeah, know yeah, correct, it to correct. Color. Yeah, and, yeah. Like I said, I don't even know if they ever even released it officially to the Game Boy Color or not. But they definitely included the Game Boy Color palette because they were planning on uh, releasing uh, a a a version, I believe. So, and this may be an NES version. I'm not well, sure. Well, again, kind of hack. Yeah, it could, could be, be a hack. hack. That's the other thing. Uh, but uh, you're um, you're right about the whole when we release Metroid games is always near the end of a cycle. This was very mm. much at the end of a Game Boy cycle, moving on to Game Boy Color and soon GBA. Uh, it was late in the NES uh, cycle for the first game. It was late in the Super NES cycle. It's just a weird thing. It's just a weird... Yeah. Is it their it's, way it of always going... Seems to, yeah. Everything I was reading with the interviews and things uh, with, with each development team that was working on each version, it was always... It was always a sell. It was always a tough sell. It's like, I don't know. And the reason why is because it it never did very well in Japan. The whole Metroid series never did well in Japan. It always did great in America. And I'm going to attribute part of that as, as part of my opinion on this. Uh, you know, we would get the – by the time we got the systems from, you know, Nintendo, by the time they reached here, it was pretty early on by the time uh, the Metroids were com- would be coming out. So mm-hmm. I think they had a little greater impact Whereas, you know, like you said, it's late in life for the, for, you know, in Japan, mm-hmm. it maybe just doesn't appeal because I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't appeal to, you know, the Japanese market, but it definitely did not do nearly as well in the Japanese market as the U.S. market. It may not be the, um, what's the word? I don't know what the word the genre is. type. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's not, it's not the most anime thing on the planet. Not that that's what everyone has to have over there. But, <laughs> they you know. tried to, they tried to turn it into the most anime thing on the planet. Oh but, yeah. Mm. We'll talk about that. That manga. I don't like oh. it. No, sir. You didn't like it? No. Did you read any? Did, how much did you read? Of not, it? I read not like very much. half. I read like half of volume one, which is like 160 pages. So what'd you, what'd you I think, think I was like near 100. Yeah. What'd you think? You like it? I, okay. Well, let me tell you this. When I, when I, okay. So I found out there was a, a manga. I was like, oh, sweet, cool. More Metroid <laughs> story behind the scenes. Uh-huh. And I, I, I downloaded it. And I started reading it, and I'm like, oh, God, this is a horrible English translation. This mm-hmm. is terrible. And then I said, oh, yeah, I'm reading manga. I'm reading it backwards. And so <laughs> once I realized that, it wasn't terrible. Now, the Metroid lore is kind of you – know, it's, it's, not, it's not very Americanized, really. I mean, it's, some of the things in it, it's like, okay, that's, that's Japanese weirdness right there for us. Mm-hmm. So – there you go. There's that. There's that manga. I thought it was okay. I yeah. read some manga. I yeah. thought it was all right. Manga. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like I manga in general. Those. Not a manga guy in general. So it's just you know not yeah, really you know. my thing. I love comic books. I can't stand manga. I don't know why. Yeah, or this manga, was kind of played whatever. really. It was played really straight. They didn't. They didn't get too weird. And maybe that kind of actually disappointed me because I expected to get. I mean, sure, she's talking to you know giant birds, ancient birds called the Chozo, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Ancient didn't, birds. That's fine. Yeah, didn't yeah. get much weirder than that. No, it's fine. Look, I'm. There are probably fine. people that really Ooh. adore that stuff. Ooh. It just isn't me. Ooh, did 
was that the oh on the on screen did that person just get the spider ball? Yes, they did. Yeah, I have never gotten the spider ball, and if you have never gotten the spider ball in uh, Metroid, uh, it was I think originally was on the Game Boy version we're watching now. Yeah, uh, part two. It allows you to climb back up. Uh, I've never gotten that in any of the versions I played. Well, if you played two. Did you play two at all? Did you give two any time? I played a little bit. I played two. two just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I a didn't get far bit. enough to get that ball. So, uh, yeah. That was a much later thing. But what you're describing, that's perfect that you said that because you're describing what makes Metroid Metroid. I'm moving along doing my shit and I'm shooting stuff and that's great. But pretty soon I'm going to unlock a rad thing, a missile launcher, yes. or uh, I can turn into a ball. Okay, the ball's cool, but. How cool would it be if that ball let me climb up a wall? Or what if that ball let me drop up bombs? And I couldn't do it for 90% of the game, but now I can for the last 10%, That's right. which means all this stuff that was explodable before uh, wouldn't move, but now it will because now I have this new thing. So it's almost like they figured out a way thematically, story-wise, and mechanically to make uh, the levels almost reusable. Yeah. Um, so it's like, Which well, a- you know, like most games, you have to have new areas all the time. Well, this game was like, well, right. what if we made you backtrack? Yeah, was- Mario. Yeah, exactly. But what <laughs> if we made you backtrack and you got to stick to walls? How about that? That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, originally they the way they made the map. OK, the first one was was developed uh, Metroid on the NES. It was developed in. Um, it, it really had a small team, but then everybody poured in near the end. Uh, to really bring everything together. So a lot of their, it's amazing that they got the maps they got because mm-hmm. if you if you was actually if you laid out the original Metroid map where Samus starts directly above Samus in a, a an area you can't reach mm-hmm. is the Mother Brain. She's yeah. right above you. The final boss is right above. That's how much backtracking you do uh, in this game. And yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I love it. I love it. And I used to not like it that much, but as I've gotten older, I appreciate because you'll, you'll, it, your memory starts increasing as you play these types of games. Cause you're like, Oh, okay. Well, I know that in the Metroid series that I can ball up and mm-hmm. I see right there mm-hmm. that I'm going to be able to use that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get, you get to look for things that you get to be a little looky loo while you're going along. It doesn't make it nearly as frustrating as yeah. some uh, Metroidvanias I play where it's like, I feel like I'm just backtracking forever with no clue to what I'm doing. Yeah. They do I need, a good job the the games have always done a pretty good job. Although that stuff inside the wall, we just witnessed freaking F that I, I always hated. Yeah. That. That's I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the hidden walls. I think uh, Zelda, uh, all the Zelda series do really well with letting you visually see when a wall is destructible. It usually is, you know, it's, it may not be super obvious, but if you're paying attention, you should be able to see it. But in that case, no, you're probably not going to notice it. It's going to yeah. be a little bit bigger pain. Yeah, it's a tricky thing. It's not that it's not, you know, um, it, they, there's plenty of hidden stuff in these games, but I've always felt yeah. like Metroid was pretty good about giving you the right visual clues or giving you the tools you needed to figure the stuff out if you just gave it a second and thought about it, you know, and right. paid attention, uh, you, you'd be okay. So it was like a more cerebral approach to these scrolling adventure games, which by now we've had a billion of them before the NES version. We know what that stuff's about. And some of them are brilliant. You know, Mario brothers is a classic for a reason. It's just a new level of that and a level that involves more depth and more thinking and more problem solving. And I think that players were, you know, pretty stoked to get that. Now we had, we were were definitely into it because I love super Mario. I I love playing that, but 
after a while, it kind of fell down to the part where I feel like I'm just speed running. And I never really cared that much for it, even though there's a huge SNES uh, Metroid speed running uh, contingent out there. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've gotten to that yet. People oh. love the speed running in uh, Metroid. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Some of the, some of the, yeah. the biggest Metroid. ever. Woo. Yeah, Super Metroid. People love it. I don't know what the current record is, but it's some crazy low number. It makes me embarrassed. Yeah, it's, yeah. Say that I play video games because apparently I, I really don't. <laughs> because well, you do play video games, you just don't speed run them. No, which I'm no good at. Speedrunners have a way of making me feel bad about myself. It's a weird thing because I know it, a lot of them are using hacks and cheats and stuff like that. Not cheats, but like you know, a, a exploit yeah. in the game or whatever. But right. I've seen it's not some, a cheat if it's built into the game, right? Right. That's what I say. It's uh, in fact, I think the guy doing the video right here is maybe using a cheat because this is one of those 100 videos where the goal isn't to show you a perfect play it's to show the full game (laughs) right so there'll be deaths and that's fine and you go ahead and die um i am showing the super nes version right now Uh, for those at home there is a marked increase in fidelity and animation and quality and stuff when this game came out in fact you can hear it quite obviously in this clip here that i'm about to play so this is from metroid 3 or as most people call it super metroid for the nintendo entertainment system super that is super Oh, creepy, creepy. Mm. Weird creature noises. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Metroids are up something again. And then you get into some gameplay here. Here we go. Oh, it's music again. Okay, here we go. Oh, this just brings back feelings for me. Yeah. Like, SDS man, oh, great, great sound processing and some some of the greatest a, oh, it just artists. Feels so good. Let me skip over here. Can you hear that? Just like, oh, it's so good. It's it's a real high watermark for the series still to this day, and yeah. most people consider it not just one, uh, not just the best uh, uh, Metroid game in the in the history of the series. Although right. I I say it isn't, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, because my favorite doesn't exist without it either, so I kind of have to respect it right. either way. Um, but it is one of the greatest video games ever made, like Period. of all time. Right. It's on like lists. Everybody's list of top one hundred games. It's like up in the yeah. ten somewhere. So I don't, I don't disagree with them at all. It's an incredible it's game. So smooth, and it's uh, it's just so much fun to play because it's not frustrating. Uh, to me, anyway, and uh, not like the like the first couple of ones were kind of frustrating. This one actually got it right, and you know, and they give you more tools. Everything. Yeah, they give you more tools. They give you, you know, the boss fights are hard, but 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 doable. You can aim in eight directions now. I think. Yeah. For this one, is that is that I right? Think so I think let's so. see. Hold on, let me do it in my head. Yes, that's a total of eight because you could do. Yeah, that's eight way. Yeah, no longer four, which is what the first two were. right. Um, right. And they were just D-pad, so that made sense, and they didn't really have... Yeah, you're a you D-pad, know. too, so... Well, yeah. this... You're a D-pad. Uh, this had D-pad. It was obviously still D-pad, but this had eight-way D-pad. That was one of the innovations right. of the SNES, was that... Anyway, right. uh, we're looking at a boss fight right here. He's fighting like a big asparagus penis or something. I don't know what this is. Um, <laughs> I don't penis. remember this fight, but uh, it's a it's a very, very good game, and uh, I think just kind of full... Everything from production value to tone and to everything right. was really, really amazing. Here's the problem with this game. This Uh-oh, game you get a problem with this game? Yes, this game it's not the game's problem, it's our problem. This game established the norm or or let's say the 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 new watermark, the high watermark for what we should expect from uh from one of these, okay? 
The right. problem with that is now, anytime you make another one, you're going to be compared to the to the goat. Right. And that's hard to deal with when you're trying to make more games. It makes me wonder if that's why Nintendo's slow to make more Metroid games, because it's just hard to keep up with the high standards that you yeah, set for it, yourself it, 20 years it, ago. That's, and that was, a, I, like I said, I read a bunch of uh, interviews from the developers of each one of these Metroid games, and that was always the that was always usually built in mm-hmm. it's like well we can't just make another metroid game we got to make another metroid game and improve upon it to a real degree mm-hmm. so every time they would do one it was always you know it such high expectations oh yeah and uh in the long development time and would just it would always just come down to the wires like we're not even gonna matter of fact super uh, super metroid almost didn't make it out they were like we're not even just close it down. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. It's taking too long. We're not make. We're not going to make any money in Japan, and it's just this is too late. Shut it down. Yeah. And uh, it it happened to make it through, and thank goodness it did. Boy, am I never glad had it did. Yeah, the one that everybody loves the most. Imagine that never coming out. I'm not sure we'd have had much right. more after that. Actually, if we hadn't had that, that would have been a relic of the NES era. It wouldn't have been the influential thing that it is today. Like what a nightmare scenario that right. is for for gamers. Uh, all right, now now we l- jump forward to a that game. That was Super Metroid Three. Three, which is yeah, no one ever calls it three, but it's it's canonical. There's a there's a two D story run. It is third in that run, right? And they are canonical, and, always, and they are all connected together. These ones that we mentioned is yeah. one, two, and three. And we've already we've already passed Metroid Prime story storytelling. By the way, we're already well past. Oh Prime. yeah, Prime is a prequel, basically, or a, yeah, a, a jump back. It's uh, it's after the first one and before the second one i think if i'm not mistaken well zero mission is zero mission is absolutely uh, the the earliest one that's the prime that's right before prime though i think right and one of the things about prime and zero mission is you have the you have an identical metroid suit or samus suit or whatever it's called right samus suit samus suit uh here's where we get interesting all right let's jump ahead to the mighty handheld days of the game boy advance and to one Scott's of, about to show his uh his his preference, I think. Yes, yeah, so that's one way of putting yeah. it. Uh, we're about to talk about, I believe, the best Metroid game ever made. I still believe this. I love it. In 2D, 2D Metroid, okay? Because I think, again, the Prime's a different conversation. It's like, if we're going to talk about Prime, and we, we may talk about Prime one day, but it's a different discussion than these right. 2D side-scrollers. They share a lot, but most of it is very different because of the way those games are presented. So I'm not... I am not trying to tell any Prime people out there that this game's better than Prime. That's not my point. And but let I, me tell you something else about Prime. Mm. It came out at the same time as this game. Yeah, it did. It, this was the, <laughs> Prime was like, hey, home console, here you go, GameCube. Everybody else walking right. around, going on the bus, you get a 2D game here. And they made... Came out the same day, man. Uh, Metroid Fusion, which is yeah. Metroid Metroid three, uh, four, three, four. 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 Sorry. Four. Four. <laughs> Uh, I just think of it as fusion. <laughs> fusion is by yeah. far my favorite. And a big right. part of it is I think it's a huge step up visually. I think that new suit of hers is amazing. It's my favorite of the whole series. Uh, right. You, you're do, talking about the genetically modified. They had to rip part of it off because she got uh, she got the she got the X on her. Right. And then she got the uh, then the then the Metroid. Yeah. Yeah. And there comes it's other other M or whatever. <laughs> we won't yeah, talk about that. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's after her and now she's got to get away, whatever, whatever. It's very, very good. It's paced extremely well. It has all the hallmarks that the series should have, 
But one of my favorite things about it is I just think it controls better. I think it has better use of the way the cannon works, how you can freeze and stand still, what buttons it uses for those things. They changed up a bunch of stuff from the SNES. The SNES did have configurable buttons, but I don't know. When you know what your defaults are and they're really good by themselves and you never question them, I, I always like that. Um, I respect it. Right. Anyway, Metroid Fusion's amazing. Here's a little piece of that. Here's some actual running around. That's her jumping and swinging. It's such a silly sound. It is. Oh, I just want to play it right now. I love this game so much. I freaking love it. I also just think it's I just played. more colorful. It just looks more vibrant. Plays beautifully, uh, even if you're... So I own this on cartridge with no no machine to play it on. So I'm playing an right. emulation run right now, and I'm enjoying the hell oh. out of it. I'm not going to... I'm not going to, you know. Are you are you playing yours on your Anbernic? No, this one I'm playing on. I keep thinking I'm going to stream it, which is why I started it here. Right. But I'm doing it on open EMU and it's running great. No zero issues. It's fun playing it full screen. Uh, so, yeah, I could play it on my Anbernic, I suppose. Right. You um, could. I, but it's not the best experience. I played mine on the Mr. FPGA and uh, is it runs smooth as butter oh, and I bet. played a lot of this and I'll tell you right out of the gate I had never played this one hmm. uh, and I was a little bit at first a little turned off by how colorful it was after playing the previous ones which all were kind of dark but here we are in this you know we got to make use of the GBA, man. We got to bring mm. some colors in here. And I'm like, mm, maybe it brought too many colors. Mm. Take it back a little bit. Take it all. No, you take that back because it I, is beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm not saying it's not beautiful. It's a gorgeous and it sounds pretty good too. Oh, no, it sounds but, amazing. Uh, it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's but got I, all, the, I all played, the upgrades. You also I get the upgrades that are very quick click. The game's not yeah. short, but you get your upgrades fast. And I love that because I'm not dinking around yeah. too long. It's like, Finally, I got the ball, and I'm only an hour into this. Like, I I, I do yeah. like that. It's generous, generous in that way. Um, that's my biggest. That's my biggest complaint about the game. I actually, I'm probably played more of this than I played the rest of the games, because once it gets its hook in you, you can't stop playing it. Yeah. But this one's good. It man. felt it. I didn't feel like I was exploring very much. It's very linear. I'm constantly going to the next area for it to tell me what I need to do next. And it feels a little on rails in that way, unlike oh, the disagree, other Metroids. Disagree, disagree. I, I disagree. felt like I was having my hand held, and I'm like, what is this? Why is my hand being held? I'm used to a mean, evil, you know, terrible, hard times. What's going on? Yeah, what you're doing there is smoking crack. Uh, here's, here's what I would say. So, okay, one thing they did add that was a very nice uh, quality of life feature is up in the right-hand corner. Uh, those watching right. live or watching the archive can see this. Map. The map is shown in real time or parts of it, a piece of it. And so you right. kind of have a decent idea of what you've explored and what you haven't. Anything that's pink, you've been through. Anything that isn't, you haven't. And you can also blow it up to full screen like you always do with the map and kind of look where you are in general. Um, that didn't exist in the previous three at all. Uh, uh, no, SNES had the Super uh, Metroid. Did, did have a map. it? You had to pull it up, but Hold it was there. On. I don't think I don't think it had a mini map. I'm going to look right now. I mean, I know there's you one. You can look. I know there's one built into the, um, uh, you know, built into this pause menu, obviously. But Oh, no, right, you're right. right, right. It right. is there. Pause you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. Okay. I take it back. 
I don't know why I thought that was true. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it, it feels like it would be true. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't use it like I did in Fusion. I felt like I used it right. more in Fusion. Maybe yeah, it's because it's pink. Fusion, like, Fusion, yeah, I felt like I used the map a way more in Fusion. I didn't feel like I used it very much. And you're right about that, though. Yeah. But the game features the same sort of... See, I, w- I would say it's the opposite of Rails. If any of the Metroid games have gone two on Rails, I think that's Dread. And Dread's a very good game. But mm. Dread is not the labyrinth... Um, uh, that the previous Metroid games were and for good or for ill. I mean, some people may be fine with that. I think I'm okay with it even because Metroid because dread has kind of got its own thing and the games right. have always kind of had their own thing and, and it's good when they lean into whatever thing it is. But uh, for whatever reason, this one just stuck with me and sticks with me today. And I think holds up just, you know, you can, you can look at a lot of old games and go, Oh, they still hold up. They're still playable. They're whatever. This feels like it could have been made yesterday, and there's there's sensibilities there that feel like modern gaming sensibilities and design choices, and I respect them. Right. Uh, I, you're absolutely right. I do feel like the SNES version, the Super Metroid, looks a little bit dated, and this feels a lot more like where we kind of stopped and said, okay, this is the pinnacle of this look, and we're going to make indie games that kind of look like it, uh, and that's it. It. I love it. I, I think it's fantastic, but... When I start comparing them, the when I start comparing them to the others, I'm like, mm, I know this it's one's hard. missing that part. See, it's I know but, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And when you say the others, you're probably mostly talking about SNES, right? Super, super. Yeah, but most talking about super, super. Like I said, it it maybe the level design was a little bit different. I just feel like it didn't have as much handholding. Now I'm not. I I far from knocking uh, Metroid Fusion because I think it's a fantastic game, but that that. That to me is like a core component to the Metroid series that it not hold my hand at all. So yeah. get off me. Yeah. I don't feel like this one held my hand much, but maybe I'm maybe I remember it wrong. And the truth is I'm sticking with this longer than I am super. So maybe that hand yeah. holding worked for hand holding, hand holding worked for me. Yeah. Hand holding. Yeah. Hand holding in the hand holding in the handheld. Yeah. But it's the easiest if you haven't played any Metroid games, it's probably one of the easiest ones to jump into. Probably the most approachable. I don't. I'm yeah. not going to say easy though, because the game's still hard. It's still a hard game. Yeah, it's pretty difficult. But I did, I, there were so many save points. There's tons. I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, am I going to save here? I uh, just saved like five seconds ago. Those like times I would even come to a save point. I'm like, ah, I'm not even going to save. Yeah, <laughs> it's generous with save points. If that's a yeah. downside for people, then they're not going to like how often you get right. to save in it because you do get to save quite a bit. I, I agree with but that. It's amazing. It's definitely at the top. Love it, love it. Uh, then you got your uh, you got your zero mission, which was a remake uh, of uh, two, no one, right? Yeah. Remake of one, but a complete remake, like not a you know here's here's an upgrade. Yeah, it whatever. wasn't a one to one. I mean, when you start out on that first platform, you may like go, okay, this looks like the first one, except it's modern. But then as you start moving around, you're like, oh yeah, I can aim in many directions. I've got uh, trails, you know, as I, as I move. It's it's a lot, it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than you know, the core story, the time, the setting. That's good uh, though. You know, it plays real well. Yeah. Um, that's a very good game. Some people like that game better than all of the ones we yeah. talked about. So I just wanted and to make it's on sure the Game Boy Advance, which I think just worked so well for the Metroid series. I think, I think it, I, I think I enjoyed the 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 handheld ones more than I enjoyed most of the rest of them. I played a, a lot of Super Metroid, but. I got to say, I had a lot of fun on the other two. Do you want to hear the cardinal sin of Metroid? I'm going to play it for you. Yes, please. 
Now, I know the game is not well thought of either, but on the Wii, there was a game uh, called Super or Metroid Other M. Yes, and, people uh, hate that one for some reason. Yeah. I didn't get to that one. I never played it, so I can't speak to the quality of the game. A lot of people hated it, but I have heard enough of the game's cutscenes and other stuff to I to actually pinpoint why I think this thing's a problem. So I'm going to play a little bit of it. All right, this is a nightmare. Here you go. I awoke to the familiar voice of a quarantine officer. Let's try sitting up, huh? Slowly now. A dream. I had been reliving the tragic moments of my recent past. Thanks to the hyperbeam, which was given to me somehow by the baby, I laid Mother Brain to waste. And the explosion that followed destroyed planet Zebus, along with the remains of Mother Brain, the space pirates, and my long-standing nemesis, Ridley. And the baby... And the baby. Don't forget the baby. And the baby. So what I'm saying here is, here is what I'm going to say, controversial as it might be. I don't know. Maybe it won't be. You never, ever need to give voice to the Metroid series. Ever. Yeah. She doesn't need to talk. I liked it when... No one needs to talk. uh, Yeah, you didn't need to. You don't need it. I'm telling you, the visual storytelling of that series is the chief reason it's so amazing. It doesn't need... Anybody to say anything. You can have your tech screens and your, hey, you just got an upgrade. All that stuff's fine. Have a couple of weird robot voices, whatever. But you don't need her talking. No. It's just, and I'm not and even I, saying, I'm not even, like, this isn't even me saying, oh, the <laughs> voice acting was so bad. It's not very good, but it's not even really my problem. My not, problem is you bad. don't have Samus talk. You don't have any of them talk. We don't need it. Mario needed a voice, but they didn't have Mario talk. Remember, okay, Brian, remember when how Mario's voice became... Woohoo! And that sort of, and yes. that's his voice, and it's nothing. It's yes. like no big deal, it, yeah. and it's charming, and it's actually endearing, and we prefer Mario this way. Good yes. job. Here's where here's now Sega. Let's look at you and see where you screwed up. The minute you could give a voice to Sonic, you f that right up because instead of making sense or fitting the 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 vibe of the series, instead he's hey man, where's your skateboard man? Like it's just shitty. So I'm not saying that this is like quite like that, but it's. Right. It's a dumb idea. Well, it's it it adds voice where you don't need it. Right. It seems like a. And it wasn't antith- just. Yeah. It, I I read just a little bit about this one just uh, by accident, and the and the the developers on this this team developers were actually um, glad they went in that direction. They wanted to pursue the you know to to flesh out the character. But I'm with you. I think. It was, a um, it was a mistake. I, I think that when you start saying some of the things that you read, when you read the story of Metroid, it's it in your mind you're like, okay, I can just. But when people actually say words like the baby, then it starts feeling weird. Yeah, and it, it starts. Not only goofy. that, like I look back at uh, Prime, Prime, which was amazing. Right. In fact, I'll I'll tell this as, uh, over the Prime menu, menu music. Here. Oh yeah, baby. Who's making balloon animals? It does sound like balloon animals, doesn't it? It's making little Metroid animals. Oh, I love this. It's one of the greatest menus, uh, pause yeah. menus in the history of video games. Anyway, that game even was smart enough in an era where it was easy to get, you know, VO on right. everything. You could have easily screwed that game up and had Samus walk up every terminal and go, I don't recognize this one. I wonder if it's the baby. Like, it's just, you don't have to have her talk. Just have her be this, like, 
I don't know. I don't mean to be too ranty about this, but I feel strong about it. It it's a mistake. Yeah, and like you said, it, no, it it really did hurt that. I mean, that's a major. It's not something that you're complaining about. It's something that uh, the fan base complained about. Is and it's not necessarily because of the voice being grating or whatever. It just it it put a personality uh, in Samus that made it too intimate for people who usually look at bounty hunters as very quiet, yeah. stoic people. And that's what she is. She's a bounty hunter. And when she starts pontificating and everything, you're kind of like, like the Mandalorian's a great yes. uh, example of doing it right. You know, yeah. he does talk, but when he says stuff, stuff, he's very reserved. He doesn't give you a lot of his emotions. And that's what you expect from a bounty hunter. Yeah, you want that from, okay, that's a great example because they give him just enough to say in that show. Right. And then they almost blow it when they have the helmet come off. Yeah. And he starts like, to put say your helmet back on. That's, like, that's one of my biggest problems with Boba Fett. I was like, man, if you don't put that helmet back on. Yeah, you're not cool without <laughs> it, dude. Put the freaking helmet back on. What are you doing? So anyway, um, I just wanted to get that out of my system about Other M. Other, I don't know about the quality of that game. I only know that that's uh, already a problem out of the gate, and they could have fixed it by can not I, doing that. Can I, can I side rant? Can yeah, I go. side rant? Go. All right, so I've been saying, you guys know we're playing retro here. You're probably a play retro person too. You're you're out there. You're trying to figure out how you want to play retro. If you want to do some software emulation, or if you want to do hardware emulation, or if you want to go back old school and put up the original equipment. Well, I've been doing doing some of the original equipment uh, in conjunction to everything else, and I have hooked up my GameCube and my Sega Genesis, two games I owned, uh, two systems I owned uh, that I loved, and then I hooked up the Wii. And I am telling you, every game that I have played on the Wii has been disappointing because of that dang Wiimote. Mm. And maybe I've just got a set of games that just didn't work for me. But I, I haven't finished forming my opinion yet. But I'm not sure if the Wii holds up. And I might be saying something to everybody already knows. Yeah, but no, for me, yeah, I agree. For me, I didn't realize it. No, I agree. You know what else I don't like? We always talk so glowingly of Nintendo and the stuff they do, and they do. They innovate, and they are responsible for so much of what we love about old gaming, new gaming, and everything in between. And I don't right. want them to ever be gone. But sometimes they get so far up their own butts with gimmicks <laughs> that it's that it's detrimental to the games and to the systems they're on. Right. And I think that um, forcing me to use a Wiimote for Metroid... Other, M, yeah. And what was the other one? Um or the prime prime three, I guess. Yeah, prime remote. prime three. Other other M. I, I saw it and I saw people play it and I'm like, ooh, they're doing that with the Wii Yeah, mm-hmm. I just it's a bummer mm-hmm. because it's on the one hand you're like, whoa, Wii Sports, this is awesome. Look at all this, but how do I play my traditional yeah. games? Turn it sideways. Well, that sucks. Everyone else's that controllers sucks. are cooler. And then the I, other the other thing I think that doesn't hold up over time, even though there's some really neat things that happen there. DS and 3DS. I hate to say this, but two screens and a pen. It's too much, <laughs> man. Controlling things with the stylus was garbage. It was garbage. garbage. It was garbage then. It's garbage now. It's it's not good. There's a reason why people love the Switch and greatly disliked uh, the the Wii U. Well, the Wii U is more of a traditional console. Yeah, the Wii U worked out a little better because you could literally. I mean, it was just a big giant gamepad. I actually, I actually liked the Wii U. I had it for a while. Uh, and I got rid of it because it, it was already late in the generation and, you know, Nintendo never comes off the prices on the game. So I was buying, 
games that were two or three years old and were like fifty dollars, and I'm like, eh, I'm gonna go to a different console. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the Wii U when yeah, I yeah, no, the Wii U was fine. It nobody bought it, so that made it less fine. Um, yeah, or a lot less people did. I should say not not nobody, but and there's some you know interesting games released then that have now been re-released on the Switch. Yeah. The Switch is the perfect combination of they're trying to do some gimmick portable on TV mm. at the same time or whatever, and it worked. It worked. Uh, so you the get Wii lucky you could, sometimes. The Wii but. U could plug controllers in too, but it is not always there in, in every game they were developing. Everybody at Nintendo, when they were doing any first-party games, were being forced mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> into, into, you know, at least putting part of the game uh, into this, you know, this this control set they had. And I, I think it hurt it. And, I think it uh, absolutely hurt it. And it's a bummer yeah. because they're long, long term. Yeah. Short term, term. sold amazingly. Well, it's fine. But uh, look, yeah. and the, the, the DS, 3DS pencil pen thing, it had its moment. There were some cool things that came out of it. Yeah. But in the end, the best games on those consoles, you could play A, without the st- stupid stylus or B, without the 3D on the 3DS. Like, All right. So just, right now, we're, I'm, I'm trying to listen to what you're saying, but they w- went to the full on sexualization of Samus, which they have, yeah. they slowly did as they yeah. revealed she was a woman. If you watch any of the ads, I watched like all the ads uh, leading up to each release of each one of these games, mm-hmm. and it just kept getting sexier and sexier and sexier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just it, kept going. At some point, I'm like, okay, is this Metroid anymore? Or is this just... It's just sex droid. It's sex droid. Sex sex droid. Yeah. Yeah, It's unfortunate because, you know, that's what we do. Um, That's what we do. If you want to be be totally annoyed with, uh, you know, because I just think of her as like this cool heroic character. Uh, But if you go search really big shoulder pads, if you go look for other or not other, if you go look for Samus fan art and then turn off safe search, you're in trouble. You're screwed. Yeah. That's a bad bad time. So, well, for some people, it's a good time. I heard, I heard, um, I heard Captain N. And uh, and Samus dated briefly. Captain M, who's that? Wait, Cap- no, Captain N. N. Captain N? Captain Nintendo. Oh, who the hell's that? Wait, why? What? What? Who? Uh, what? Why? You don't remember Captain Nintendo? No, nineties era animation. Oh, you talking uh, about that horrible N- cartoon? Nintendo? Gosh, dang it! Yeah, that, that terrible bad. cartoon, Captain N. Man, yeah, it's bad. That's a bad time to be alive. Hey, we had Mother Brain. We had a Mother Brain on there a whole bunch of times. Yeah, Shoot. Metroid was always a thing. I uh, uh, oh, and the other argument you could make about Metroid is they tried to make a third-person action game out of M. Yes, and that's that was a mistake because that game yeah. is either two D or give me that. I mean, Prime seemed like a mistake until we all realized how good it was. Yeah. Um. They yeah, really good. Prime there. Four cannot come soon enough. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, well, Retro Studios did that. Uh, an American company out of Texas. Yeah. they had actually signed up for uh, five titles with uh, with Nintendo, and only out of those five, first five titles they signed up for, only uh, Metroid Prime made it out with some help uh, from from Nintendo. And I, I, it was the one that I had the most experience with up until now, and it was one of my favorite games on the GameCube. Oh yeah. And uh, I play a lot of it. Love it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and the same folks are making the fourth. So look forward to that. That's taken too long though. I mean, the freaking Wii right. was the last time we had the fourth one. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are you taking so long for Actually, it? I know. Totally- I know. I know it took them so long. They were too busy making Wii motes and freaking giant play pads and, <laughs> All the bullshit. <laughs> like, you make, you know, I don't want to use a stylus. You, you notice there was no Metroid game on either of the 
of the DS or 3DS days. Do you know why? Because that would right, be terrible. Right. It would be terrible right. on there. Didn't they do? Yeah, just the pinball one was the only thing that was on the. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, right? I, think I could right. be wrong I on that. Right. Once again, only had a week's worth of research. I did a lot of deep dives on this. By the way, it's a fantastic deep dive. There's a whole bunch of books that I've that I've kind of skimmed through so many great interviews, yep. huge amounts of YouTube videos on all that stuff. I just let them run in the background because I can absorb as much as possible. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but have you seen the stuff. pinball game or played it at all? It's actually really good. It's a which the, one the uh, the pinball game, the Metroid Prime oh, I, pinball. I have not. It's I very good. Not. Other than that big gap in the middle, I'm showing some video now to the chat. Uh, right. It's it's basically you're in morph ball form the whole game. You are mm-hmm. you're Samus, uh, and you're playing. You know what? It, I guess ultimately is traditional. You know, 3D pinball. It is presented in 3D. It's all polygonal. Um, but it's a good game with good physics and like a fun bunch of stuff you got to do and get to kill little kill these Metroid creatures and. Yeah, it fits. It's, it's not just it's not just pinball. I mean, I think there's scenes where Samus actually unballs and uh, and, and attacks yes. uh, the characters that you would have you would have attacked in uh, in any Metroid game. So there's some yeah, I, I like type it stuff. Yeah, there's like a, there's one where you have to jump back and forth, kind of Mario style, and and kill a bunch of Metroids in a weird little space, but you're doing it in full full Samus mode. So yeah, right. it's it's pretty good. It's really good. It's got multi-ball stuff. Everyone likes a couple of balls, you know? Oh, Phazon multi-ball. Man, they're going to the prime era then. Phazon. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It was good. Um, and holds up. I think the music's a little rough, but the uh, the actual gameplay sound quality of the thing is pretty good. I played some today. Right. So uh, available if you have a DS. I was about to say, how did you, you said you had the cart for this one? This one? No, no I don't said- have the cart for this. I have a cart for uh, Fusion. Um, right. this I got emulated from, or what am I using? Oh, uh, the desktop one, uh, uh, okay. Open EMU. That's where open. Oh yeah. Open EMU. Yeah. Right. And they do a pretty good For thing the where they, where they, sca- they stack the, um, second screen right on top of the other screen. And so it's, you know, it works fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Cause yeah. it's hard. This is hard to emulate and stream cause you got the split screens. You yeah. Lot, uh, there's lots of hard times. With this that. would stream really well on a phone in portrait mode. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's about the yeah. only place you'd want to sit and look at this for too long. But, um, space pirate panic, man, we haven't even talked about this story. The story's a little bit thin, but they've, they've really kind of, you know, really leaned into it a lot. Yeah. And all the all the more recent stuff. I haven't played any of the Dread. I don't even know what the story is. I've, I've been kind of waiting for that. Oh, you should play Dread, dude. I gotta get Dread. Dread. I have Dread and have not played near enough of Dread, but um, what I have played is pretty great. I'm still a little put off by its particular... Because every one of these Metroid games, they kind of have a little uh, gimmick, right? And right. the gimmick is usually, you know, in, in Fusion, you gotta deal with this suit that's half you and half alien and you know there's there's different different gimmicks each game in uh in the new one dread you are literally running from this these horrendous uh robot construct things that are going to just destroy you and they're scary as hell <clears throat> so it's kind of like playing a little bit of playing like a survival horror game and i don't really come to those games for that and so that feeling of oh no i'm freaking he's gonna get me that feeling right not really what i signed up for you, so you're not feeling any dread in your? I know I do dread. feel dread, is what I'm saying. I oh, you that. do? Okay, yeah, that's okay. That's my point. That's my point. Well, I don't. Then. I don't want to feel dread. I want to feel. Oh, you don't want to feel? I nah, got you. I don't you know, like that, being chased around by scary shit. That's not fun for anybody. Yeah. 
It's 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 what's really good about the Metroid series from what I saw from all the interviews and the timelines and everything. They only ever made one if they had a good idea, if they felt like they had a really good idea. So like uh, the N64 era, they didn't really do one because they didn't really feel like they had a good idea for it. And it just didn't fit in with what Nintendo was pushing right then, which was the 3D stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they just skipped it. They say, well, just skip it. And Dread has actually been around the idea, the concept had been around for, I guess, at least more than a decade before Mm -hmm. it uh, was finally started being developed. Yeah, uh, it took them long so. enough. It was 15 years between games. It's insane. Yeah, 50, they, had, they had time. 15 years between canonical games, I should say, because the first, right. uh, or this this is technically Metroid 5? Oh, look, now that is wild. So what you're showing right now is, this is Dread, right? Yeah, this is Dread. All right, so something was crawling at us. That was always something that they wanted to do from the very beginning with that was to have characters crawl because you saw that with the xenomorphs. It was a lot of crawling in the movie Aliens yeah. or Alien, which this is majorly influenced by. They wanted to make something you know theatrical and spacey and you know like that. But one of the the things they couldn't do quickly uh, was to have. Uh, these characters crawl. He wanted Samus to crawl, and she didn't do that until much later on. The reason why she would ball is because they didn't know how to crawl. Ah. That's the reason why they went with the ball. Ah, that's so interesting. It's, it's fascinating that they had that character crawl. It looks very creepy, very effective. I love that, though, because the ball is iconic now. Like, the mistake... Yeah, or the, 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 yeah. I love when games, they have to do a thing because they're limited by hardware or whatever, programming, and then right. it ends up being like an important part of the series. I love that. I think that's it's it's worked out well for him. Yeah, it's been okay. Uh, I will say that game's beautiful. Um, and oh, it, it plays good. Yeah, and it plays like you expect. You know, a, a 2D. I guess this is 2D? two point two point five D is what you'd call this. Yeah, two point five D is what they call it when it's actually three D, but they render it. Uh, they you know the camera position is at a like almost a two D two D level. Yeah, it makes me want more. Um, I didn't think it was labyrinthian enough uh, for my right. plays so far, but that doesn't. Mean oh, it won't I be. see the power suit has some upgrades. The the various suit has some upgrades there for um, climbing the walls. Oh yeah, using your energy. I'm assuming. Yeah, you use all sorts of cool shit doing shit. But you're not using up your energy. I don't like that. I mean, why even have an energy bar? By oh. the way, the energy bar on Metroid confused me for the for the longest time because I kept going. Why wouldn't it go? It says my tanks have been, my energy tanks have been, you know, expanded, but it still says 99 over there. Mm -hmm. They only ever say 99. And then someone pointed out to me, Brian, that each one of those tanks goes up to 99 and it's only showing uh, the the highest level tank. So as you fall down, which always confused me too, because it'd be like, oh no, I'm down to almost zero. And then I would be like up to 99. I'm like, what just happened? Well, it's because you got oh, you, you got multiple, uh, yeah, multiple tanks. stacks. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah, of I tanks, get that like now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You understand it now, but I get it I at the time. It it's like, oh shit! I didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a really pretty uh, cool game. Oh, God, new, this looks gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, you'd like it, I think. Um, I, I definitely think I would like this. What else Metroid is there to say? Dread. This has a huge speed running following. Um, this game, yeah, or super in particular. And um, I don't know what the current record is. Do we know what the record is? Some crazy thing. It's like uh, half an hour or I, something. Right. I wasn't really interested in the... I did look, and I wasn't really interested as much as the fastest person because it always seems like somebody's cheating. I'm kidding. 
chill down, speedrunners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's the thing that blew me away is that there's tournaments. Even this year in 2022, there's uh, you know, Super Metroid tournaments going on. If you had signed up back in February, they're playing now, I think, just three days ago. I, I don't know if it was the finals or what, but uh, I linked uh, to the Twitch uh, outside that 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 uh, speedrun little blurb there. Um, but there's all kinds of they've they've got you know they got the glitch names they have all these rules mm-hmm. it is huge oh yeah uh, and there's you know it's a Discord server and I hopped on there and looked at those guys I'm like wow you guys are amazing and then oh, I it's insane and then I realized I've got to be able to speed run at least one game I got to figure out how to speed run one game what do you want to run I need one this what do you want to play that's a good question I want to pick something this. <laughs> I want to pick something where the competition isn't this stiff. I want to pick something that's kind of cool, and but it has kind of a smaller community. So if you can think of some speed running that's not ed up with world legends, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I want to. I want to try. I want to try my hand at being good. I want to be a big fish in a little pond. Like this there guy. This guy currently holds the record. His name is Zost. He did a, a real time run of forty minutes, forty six seconds for the entire game. Uh, the in game clock was twenty seven minutes. That's also second player's uh, in-game time. And the second player almost right. had it. He, he beat by just a few tenths of a second. Um, yeah, that's the problem. Once you get yeah. to a certain point, everybody knows the tricks, and everybody is on a pretty equal field, and it's just milliseconds, and I can't take that kind I of I love pressure. it. I love it. To me, that's, this is more fun than following any kind of sports. I just I, I think that yeah. speed running is really fascinating. Oh, um, yeah. And in terms of, like, let's see... They have different records for each version of Super any, or Super Metroid that ever were re- released uh, with the Wii right. Virtual Console version, the 3DS version. There's a Switch version uh, as part of uh, you know their your yeah, online thing. Each one of them has their own little glitches that you can make, yeah. you know, take advantage of. And there's just you wouldn't think so, but yeah, yeah, there is SNES it, Classic, it is a thriving has a, community, a favorite. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I love it. I love watching those videos. I don't. I never watch the full thing. I'll usually watch the start. And yeah, then I'll jump I, to the last 10 minutes. Yeah, that's that's that. what I do. I'll watch the start just to see how they warm up because it's yeah. always when you first start watching speed running, you're like, these guys aren't in a hurry. Yeah. What, what are they doing? They're <laughs> yeah. just kind of kind of lollygagging around. And then I'll scrub to about the middle way through after some people get some power ups that make you move really fast. And you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I suck yeah. at Metroid everything. Yeah. Well, Metroid's into it. There are plenty of other games, of course, that, you know, people speed run, but this is a favorite. And, uh, Right. I don't know something about the 2D era of uh, platformers. I think they're the most fun for speedruns. I uh, think so to too because they're not as is there's you know some lot smaller space to make errors or to get it right. Whereas when you get in the 3D world, it gets a lot more complicated. Right. Yeah. Plus, you're not like in the 3D world stuff. You're like, oh, the only reason I did this is I shaved 10 minutes off because I glitched through this polygon that only shows up once a year or whatever. Yeah. That yeah. stuff's not as fun to me, but. Um, Watching How them just haul you... ass is great, great fun. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, so we 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 every week me and Scott research our games. Yeah. And Scott will play a lot of games that are inspired by. And I'll do a lot of reading and playing as well. Uh, but I'll do a lot of reading with interviews and, and that kind of stuff. And I like to dig deep into a story if it is there. And Metroid actually has a Pretty decent sized story for a game that came out originally in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do you know about the Chozo and 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 
what what do you what do you kind of feel like you know? Do you feel like you have a really good idea, or do you just kind of get in there and shoot stuff? I have a. I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't think the lore is that interesting on the whole. Right. I think that the presentation of the lore is its is its biggest strength. So the tone of the minute to minute experience that I'm having, the sense of exploration and accomplishment when I figured something out that I didn't know how to do before, beating a boss after 20 tries. That kind of stuff, that's what makes Met- right. Metroid good for me. If I really peel back the surface and go, all right, well, what are we really doing with this story? It's pretty dumb. Like, it's <laughs> it's not. And that's, it's and that's what happened with the other M, right? Because they, they I mean, they're putting story first mm-hmm. and they're doing it through dialogue. And uh, I, I really found some of it kind of fascinating. I want to dig deeper into it because I do find it fascinating that Samus is – She's like, uh, she's genetically modified. That's what fusion is all about. You know, she's, she's fused between, she, uh, she originally, uh, her parents were, uh, a spoiler, her uh, parents were, were killed by the space pirates. And it's actually uh, Ridley who did it. And Ridley, of course, is a nod to Ridley Scott yeah. of Aliens. Yeah. Uh, and that's the bad guy. Yeah. And, uh, and then the Chozo are, uh, they, they, they take her under her wing when she's little. And literally, they're, they're birds. Yeah. And uh, they, they take her back to their home planet, and they have to you know genetically modify her with their DNA so that she can live there. This also turns into a little bit of a superhuman because she's from Earth, and she's uh, and she also you know they they give her the suit, they design the suit, but come to find out, these Chozo turds are the reason why the Metroids exist to begin with, and so you got all this weird interconnecting things that happen you're like every time i turn around there's a twist and a turn so it's kind of like playing the game in the story yeah they were literally just trying to blow it up make it bigger than it was and i understand that and i think that works in certain uh situations i just don't think metroid was the place to do it and i don't think i'm not this isn't just me saying that i think a lot of people agree with that i think it was a mistake not a mistake but it's a worthy experiment i just don't think it worked right I, How about that? i think it's i think knowing some of the things i knew by the time i got to fusion I think helped me not to feel like I felt more like I knew what my purpose was. I feel like I, uh, you know, I, it, I didn't have the game for me a little bit, mm. a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also think the game could have easily been a really good 2d game and then just have all the cutscenes and story. That would have been fine. Do that. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. I don't know. The cut. Mm, I'm always torn about cutscenes. I'm like, mm. I like especially. What, oh what I mean my by, god! What I mean by cutscenes is so. For example, in Dread, right? The cutscenes are these amazing close-up shots of what's going on and these really important moments in the game. That's a perfect use of cutscene. They're done in engine. You right. don't have a bunch of people talking for no good reason. I, I really like that. Um, How about the book you have to read before you start playing Fusion? Oh yeah, think about that. Fusion's got quite the intro. <laughs> yeah, lengthy intro. I was. I liked was a it lot though. I kind of liked that intro. I thought it was all right, art wise. Yeah, it'll look good. You know. Yeah, it looks good. They had some good cuts. You know, got Samus on there, and she's like looking through her visor, and you can kind of see her face, and mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's all right. I don't know. Maybe other M needs to just a port to a new console and let us try it again. I don't know. I like. I but I, I agree with you. I think the voice acting makes it. To, I like. I I think there's. There's something that I I think I prefer to read her emotion is in my own voice as opposed to hearing somebody narrate yeah, it. Yeah. By the way, speaking of voices, I don't know if you did, you didn't pull up any of the uh, 
Captain N stuff, did you? No. Because Bomberman in that is the most Here, I'll play a little bit obnoxious. of it. Let me skip Hi, ahead. Good luck. Uh, oh, I hate this guy. Mega Man's worst man say. Yeah. Hold on. Because this had a lot of crossover different... That's Mother Brain. Yeah, that's Mother Brain. Let's see. I don't even remember the show being on. Yeah. So the Captain N. Yeah. Tell quick, him. Tell me about this. Give me the. Give me the Sorry, breakdown quick, here. Quick. Quick overall view. Oh, so, so a kid is playing uh, a Nintendo and he gets sucked in. It's pretty much this Dungeons and Dragons. If you ever watch that, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. He's in there. He wants to get back home. He's he's got Kid Icarus there. He's got Simon from Castlevania. He's got. Um, He's uh, I think he I think he hangs out and runs with uh, that there, there was a there's not barman but uh, why am I keep calling barman because he played so much of it Kid Icarus yeah. that's what you're talking about Kid Icarus no uh, Mega Man I oh. believe was there Oh Mega um, Man there's Simon got it there's Donkey Kong Yep um but yeah it was it was trash but uh it was I it is it. trash I don't I, I never saw a single I, episode of this it just seems but I got I gobbled it up it yeah. was if you could, if you can load, okay, that's how it happens right there. They, they, he's Captain in. He's got his Nintendo shirt on. He's playing some Punch Out. Yeah, he gets sucked him into and the, the dog TV. gets sucked into the TV. It's so very nineties uh, AF. Complete, so, complete yeah. bullshit from top complete, to bottom. We, Samus was never in it, but they had all kinds of Metroid universe stuff. They mostly used the bad guys stuff from Metroid. Yeah, and uh, but yeah. Who was that? Zed Zelda over there too? I believe it was Zelda. Probably. The Game Master. Yeah. So tell me this. What's the where can this be found? Is this YouTube or something? Is that where this? Can I be watched, watched it. I watched the ones I watched on YouTube. Okay. And how many are available? I can't say. There was a few ads in it too, so I would be interested in watching the whole series and talking about that sometime in the future. I don't know if there's even enough there to make it worth no, it. We could do a whole episode and cover that. Put in the, right. the two Mario Brothers or the Mario Brothers Super Show, Super Fantastic yeah. Super Show, whatever it was it's called. A mi- it's a miracle that Nintendo agreed to because Nintendo has been courted many times for a Metroid movie because it makes sense, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's cinematic. and But Nintendo has been shy ever since the Super Mario Brothers movie. They have been very shy. I'm like, man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was also you bad, know. though. It was so bad they can't get it, it out was, of It was bad. It was bad. I agree. But, you know. They can't get the taste out of their mouth. I, I agree that it's probably time, there. right? They could do they could do justice to, to that series right yeah. now if they wanted yeah. to. Not series, but that character and that story. But, yeah, Nintendo's weird, man. They hold back and they hold back and they hold back. And then when they finally let something out, sometimes it's bad because they were too chicken. Meanwhile, they make some of the most amazing games, earth-shattering games in the history of the world. They're a weird company. They're yeah. weird. They're a weird company, but I love them, and I wouldn't change them because we need we need Nintendo to be like they are. Hey, did you play? We, we talked about, uh, I don't know where we're at in the show, but I just want to talk just a second about the AMR2, the uh, another Metroid uh, remake. Oh, too. yeah, did fan you remake. Did you chance to look at this at all? No, I never played it and never and haven't seen it, but my understanding is it's like someone took that other M idea and made a 2D, like a good game out of it. Right. Right? It's, it's probably, um, it felt the most close to me to like somewhere between Super Metroid and Fusion. Hmm. And uh, it was fan-made, uh, developed it for years, I think like 10 years uh, Nintendo was aware of the development, but not until, but then once it was released, that when he finally released it, uh, the Nintendo shut it down. Yeah. And they're buttholes. It, it was, 
Yeah, well, that's what they do. They protect their property. So it, it was up for about two days. And ever since then, it has maintained itself and existed on torrents only. And uh, it is it is just unstoppable. There's a whole community built up around it. And I did play a little bit of it, and I, it was very Metroid. And the uh, the things that that were, like I said, it it felt very Metroid. It, they did a, the developer did a great job, and he went on to get a job uh, working on uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. I oh no way! Uh, That's cool. That's yeah, a great modern yeah. also uh, Metroidvania. Game. Yeah, very very good Metroidvania game. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll mention a few more of these that I think are worthy of people checking out. I kind of do want to play this. Like, is this considered a good? Is it good or is it just oh, screw you, Nintendo? And so they're happy that it exists that way, or is it actually a, good? A little bit of both. Okay. It is good, but it could be more polished. But it is good. Is it but good? Yeah. Part like, of it. Part of it's also the suck it, Nintendo. Okay. Well, I want to play it. I do think I want to play it. Yeah, because I'll send you the. I have the. I have the launcher in the file. I'll just all send right. it to you. you send that to me. It's, it is. It is well seated. People love to seed this thing. You feel so good about it because it's like the only illegal part is that it pisses Nintendo off. That's yeah. The, yeah. No, like, I, I get you. And I. They're so. Oh man, they're so litigious. It, part of the problem yeah. is it's not so much that they're litigious. They just don't. They don't make it easy to get their games, even ones that already exist on current yeah. consoles. Yeah. Like. They, they want to hide all their shit behind a fake vault. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me uh, tell you a couple of these that are pretty good uh, alternatives. Not alternatives, but things directly inspired by. Um, and there's plenty of them. We could mention Hollow Knight, but I'm not going to because it's a Metroidvania, but it's more Vania than Metroid. Right. So it's I'm more Vania. Yeah. It's got so all the gonna, Vanias in it. We're going to save some of that for next week and why Castlevania is what it is. But uh, I would recommend three games in particular that are excellent, directly motivated by Metroid games, okay? Right. Axiom Verge 1 and 2 are yes. amazing video games made by one dude who does everything, programming, uh, music, uh, all, leveled, all of it, everything, art, all of it. And, it. and I'm telling you, I don't know that I've ever had more fun with a Metroid-like than with Axiom Verge. It's very and you, good. Did you stream some of this this past week? Because I've I've I I watched the crap out of some. Of this. Uh, did you- I didn't stream any Axiom Verge, but I wouldn't mind. I'm getting pretty far in it. Right. Um, we well, know you can, you can get that on the uh, the uh, the Nintendo, right? That comes yeah. on the Nintendo. Yeah, it's yeah. on the Switch. It's on the PC. It's on uh, the consoles, and then the second one currently only available on Epic's uh, launcher and platform. Mm-hmm. Also the Switch. So. There's the, where that is. Oh. That's coming to Steam later, but they got one of those. And it's called. We're going to have it, it on again? Epic for a year. It's called Axiom Verge Two. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then you got the Mummy Demastered. Now you might go, Scott. The frick are you talking about? Do you remember when that Tom ba- bad Tom Cruise Mummy came out? Remember that deal? Oh yes, that was. Oh god, that is such a future other podcast we do film. It was. It was bad. Bad. Yeah. And it was also supposed to launch like the Universal Monsters, you know, as a right. MCU type thing. And everybody was all talking about that. And it turned out to be just utter garbage. But anyway, they made a game in association with that, a 2D pixelated pixel art, 16 bit looking game that released on Steam. And I'm not sure where else. I think it's on Switch also called The Mummy Demastered. And oh. it does not deserve its namesake. It's so much better than the movie it's based on. It's not even really right. based on a movie. It's like it has the name, but you could be you could have called it anything. Based on the concept of yeah, you could yeah, you could have called it anything. Probably, it's right. so good. 
100% worth playing that game, Mummy Demastered. Play that game. Yeah. Metroid is hell. And this is and this is not more. I'm I'm looking at visually. It definitely reminds me of uh, just from the screenshots more Castlevania. But then again, it also is very subterranean and not really castle like. Yeah, it's very sci fi kind of too. Me of Metroid. Yeah, it's very right. sci fi. You're using guns. Um, there's some alien stuff in there too, sort of, I guess. But it's it's. Uh, I would say it definitely falls into the more Metroid side of things than it would right. Castlevania. So check it yeah. out. Uh, you seriously, you think I'm kidding. It's embarrassing. Oh, are you that kidding? That, it's embarrassing that that movie happened and that it's even good at all. Uh, or I mean, sorry that it even happened at all, but this game is so much better than that movie deserves so much better. Right. Um, sometimes that happens. It's rare, but when it does, I'm here to tell you when to play it. Okay. So go now rare it. didn't make it. Just, just, just yeah. clarification. Yeah, there. just quick clarification. Yeah. The other thing I like about it is it's really uh, hyper animated. So all the sprites are like super fluidy. I, I'm a big fan of that. I think that. Well, looks look really at cool. these. Uh, you're, is that is the game still up? Because look, I'm seeing like little uh, pictures of people. Is this a different game? No, no this, this is a game. This is Mummy Mummy yeah. Demastered. It's uh, that person is supposed to be, I think, the character that uh, I can't remember. Is he who back at the office. He's the home <laughs> office guy. <laughs> I can't remember the character played by. Uh, he's, definitely, uh, he's definitely the home office guy trying to tell you, talking you through Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. So oh, I think that it's, Russell Crowe. Get out of here. I mean, it's not him, but I think it's supposed to be right. that character. I think they didn't right. have the rights to faces and stuff, which is fine. It actually makes it better <laughs> this, to not have it. Now, this looks fan made. I swear this looks fan made. It's, it's, but I love it's it. It's really good. It's a fun, it fun game. Amazing. It has an amazing, like, kind of time warp mechanic. I don't want to say too much, but. If you get it on sale or you see it on Steam, you're like, ah, oh, I can afford the 19 bucks or whatever. 20 bucks right now. Yeah. It's uh, it's a very, very cool uh, Metroidvania. More Metroid than Vania. So hmm. worth checking out. Worth checking out, yo. Okay. That's going to do it for our discussion about Metroid. Let us know what you think of it and uh, any other we didn't thoughts even you get, have. We didn't even get to cheat codes and how to see Samus practically naked or... We didn't even talk about uh, Okio's uh, death after the virtual boy. No, that didn't kill him. It no, was just, it was a uh, car accident. It goes on forever, just, dude. We could talk about Metroid until we're dead. We truly could. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's so much of it. Then we'd be Metroid dead. Yeah. We wouldn't want that. Yeah. People would be tuning out going, all right, fine, Metroid, we get it. Uh, all right. Now we're going to play Guess Our Game. How about that? That sounds like fun. Let's do that. Destroy it. <laughs> That's where we played old audio from a game or we play old audio from a game and we try to stump each other as to which game it came from. The only hints we usually give are a year, sometimes platform. Uh, we'll do year this year. Chat room always says Choplifter. I already did. And the, you guys and already ruined your joke because I did Choplifter like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was more than two weeks, right? But still, we, uh, we've we already it covered it. But it could be Choplifter again. Yeah, it can be I whatever you want. I love if Scott trolled us with another Choplifter. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I've I've actually been on the hunt for the ultimate choplifter, and there's a lot of debate as to which is the best. So really, yeah, I thought the there was only one. So there, the, that one's always been the best in my book. There's a Genesis game. There's a SNES game. There's uh, some old wait. NES, I thought arcade, I thought choplifter computer. was Genesis only. Is that no? It's <laughs> Maybe all I would over the play place. A part two. I think the first one was on a Commodore or something. It's old. But anyway, it's old, older than older than you think. Anyway, here's mine, Brian. It's the year two uh, thousand and four. Two two. 2004 in Japan, 2005 in the U.S. This came out. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right? Don't it's tell me a, anything else. It's on a machine that you play it on. How about that? All right, here you go. <laughs> See if you can figure this out. 
Oh, I forgot to tell you, my favorite sound in Metroid. This right here. get a new upgrade in, so, in fusion. So good. Yeah, it's a that fusion is like, upgrade. The, I want that to be my ringtone. Why is that not my ringtone? It should be. Make, put it on there. your phone. Put it on your phone. I have the MP3. You can just put it on there. It's All right, here phone. you go. Here's mine. See if you can figure it out. Again, 2004 in Japan, 2005 here. Nice shot! Oh. Hot shots golf? <laughs> Narrow it down a little. <laughs> Hot shots golf part D. Nope. <laughs> No. Oh, I love that sound. Okay, that so weird? okay, so it's 2004. Yeah, listen it's to this. definitely a golf game, listen right? Listen to this right here. No, wait. no, it's not it. Where is it? Nice shot. No, no, it's up here. Okay, something goes in the water, and it's funny. You made it. <laughs> Hold on. You not, made it. That's not it either. In the clear. In the clear. For okay, here it is. I found it. Oh, sheesh. Why me? Oh, sheesh. Why me? <laughs> oh, that's the way. That's the way. All right. That's the way. All right. I'll tell you you're absolutely on the right trail. It is a Hot Shots game, but this is a specific version that was not numbered. Mm. Wait a minute. Um, I had a lot of these. I For a while, I collected almost like all these Hot Shots games. And and might I add, might I add Outlaw Golf. On the GameCube. Was that good? I never played it. Was it good? I, I liked it. I, I like golf don't games. know if it would hold up. I like golf games of all stripes. And sometimes right. the goofier, the better. And it seems like one I should have played, but I never did. I, re- I remember having a lot of fun playing, but I can't say that it was good. Um, so <laughs> Hot Shots Golf. But there, I do remember there was like some weirder stuff, too. I remember Hot Shots Golf 2, I think, was my favorite. I'm not sure what that one is. Hot Shots, uh, Golf, uh, Bikini Island. You are 100% incorrect. The answer is Hot Shots Golf Open T on the PlayStation Portable on the PSP. Open T. I don't worry. Well, let me look. I might, I might remember this one. Let me see. I did have a, a, a PSP, and I seems like I remember having Hot Shots on it. I loved that game. I took it everywhere with me when I had my PSP. And I played Hot Shots Golf Open Tee every chance. And I was had. it right? Was it called Everybody's Golf or was it? Nope, see, that's the maker. No, uh, well, oh, Everybody's okay. Golf in Japan, I think, but it, Hot Shots here. Okay. Japan had that Everybody's Golf name. It's weird. Everybody's Golf. Everybody's Golf One and Two. Can you be a freaking? Oh, Open Tee. Here it is. Yeah, Open Tee. Open Tee. Open Ice Tee. Greatest hits. Yep. I don't remember. I don't remember this one. No, nope, I don't remember. It's nope, very good. It. It's very good. I think the best of the of the Hot Shots games. I think it's really. But if really I went ahead and ordered me a Vita, which I've been debating on doing, can I? I mean, this would play on the Vita, right? Yeah, it but the Vita has. Yeah. I think the Vita also has its own Hot Shots game, didn't it? Hot Shots Golf, right? Hot it's shot. a great. It's supposed to be a great. Uh, uh, if if you modify it, it's supposed to be a good uh, retro handheld. And this is ten dollars and twenty three cents. With seven left on Amazon. Oh, here it is. Hot Shots Golf Open T. The one for the Vita, they had a game in 2012 called Hot Shots Golf World Invitational. And that was also very good. Also very good. Or for a few more dollars, I can get the uh, Hot Shots Golf Dual Pack with Open T and Tennis Get a Grip. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. Easy. Slow down. I don't know if you can handle it. Slow down, brother. 
Anyway, I've been playing a lot of PSP, PSP stuff lately, and I and I peace r- peep. Re- ran into that and I had a really good time with it. Peace peep. Peace peep. peep. Um, all right, Brian, here's yours. What's the year? What am I playing? Uh, this is 19, uh, what did I say? 1987. 1987, and now i got to remember what I put in there. Okay, yes, I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. it but i'm not sure what this it's is jazzy in it yeah this is good music um give me another hint it's on the nes the nintendo entertainment system from 1987 well, that i knew just from hearing it um, right so that's how about that's uh uh, seldom, uh, seldom seen on the NES. Konami developer. I'm kidding. Oh, uh, <laughs> Konami, Konami game. NES, 1987. Oh. This isn't Castlevania, is it? It would be a Castlevania game. Castlevania two. Castlevania two. Simon's Quest. We. He's Woo! he's also on. He's also on Captain N. Helping out. Oh, is Simon Belmont. Out. Is Simon Belmont, you say? Who is it? Uh, yeah, Simon. Simon's Quest. Yes, yeah, Simon. Simon Belmont. Okay. Veronica Belmont's uh, uncle. Simon Belmont. Close yep. and family friend, <laughs> Belmonte. Uh, sweet. So I think I win this week, and you I, almost yeah, won. Yeah. I think we did pretty good because, you know, I we had to narrow down which, but we kind of both knew which uh, which series it was from. So that was pretty good. We did. I think we're I think we're very smart human beings. We did and right. we should pat ourselves well, on the we're back. We're something. Often. Yeah, we are definitely something. Time for an email. Did oh, you um, they, did you oh, guess what? it out there in, in the audience? Oh, yeah. How, how Tell is us. your yeah. what is your batting average? Yeah, how do you do with uh, our guessing games? I, I don't know. I feel like once I pull the chat back up, I see a bunch of people. Let's see. Um, yeah. Jerem definitely oh, got someone it. Someone said Castlevania too. Did anyone get mine? Uh, someone said Shoplifter, <laughs> Shoplifter three. Yeah, nobody got mine. Yeah, nobody got yours. Simon Quest, Castlevania. T- uh, Tally definitely got that right away. Cole Cash agreed. Nice. You guys are smart. People at home probably smart. same. Yeah. Uh, or or I I mm, smart or well versed in video gaming. Oh, well, or both. Oh, why not or, both? Why not both? I always say. I may listen to. I'm going to go find some remixes of that song. That's actually dude. Really that cool. is a that is an excellent uh, song. And I I just all the music throughout that whole thing. I'm I'm looking forward to the Castlevania vibe. Yeah. We're going to be doing next weekend. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to fit in the amount of Castlevania that I have uh, uh, predicted that I will play. I don't know how to do it. Oh, I found a I metal. I found a metal version. Listen to this. Oh, you found a metal. Yeah, version. hold on. Play this. Wait. Wait. Yeah. Okay, I'm going back and listening yeah. to all that. Yeah, Ca- Castlevania and metal just go hand in hand. They man. do. It's very metal. Uh, all right. Well done, everybody. Uh, here's an email right here. Welcome to the Treasure Room. Email submitted to the show come to us at playretroshow at gmail.com. That's playretroshow at gmail.com. Daniel from Sweden wrote in. Sweden. He says, hello, Scott and Brian. I love the show. What's your opinion on the Evercade? Personally, I love the concept with carts that just work. No junkie or no junkie 
I think he means janky. No janky ROMs and emulations to deal with. Keep up the great work. So um, I've been tempted on a day or more to grab one of these. I've not right. done now, it. Um, uh, Daniel asked about the Evercade. Now that can refer to either the original handheld or the Versus, which is a console version of that. If you're not familiar with the Evercade, it is a, a system where you can uh, plug in carts that are officially licensed and they usually have uh, you know multiple games up to 20 maybe more uh games that you can put in there uh per cartridge usually yeah yeah, per per cart correct so like you can get the capcom or pack and it would have a bunch of those games in it so yeah so continue yeah uh so that's you described it pretty well there's a whole data east pack they have all their cool stuff everything from uh, burger time to who knows what all uh, a lot of arcade stuff. You're not going to get Nintendo's games. No. Um, I heard that there are some knockoffy <laughs> cartridges being made for this device that of one could acquire. There is. Uh, but I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying it's out there. Anyway, this thing does take, like you said, cartridges, and they're usually full of a whole bunch of games. This is a pretty cool solution for just like, hey, want some kind of retro thing in the living room for the kids and. Um, it's not priced too bad, 129 bucks. Yeah, and uh, you can get this particular one, the Blaze Evercade versus Premium Pack plus two volume white electronic games. Uh, white? Oh, that means yeah. controllers, I guess. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yes, the it's the white model. Um, it's cool. I like these. I yeah. would love one. I think. Um, I did have the handheld for about a day and didn't like it, right. and I sent it back. But that's because I didn't want to be limited on my handheld stuff. Uh, yeah. But on a TV, but, I think this makes a lot of sense to do this. I think it's pretty yeah, cool. This is the one I was more interested in. I saw the handheld, but I was interested in this one as well. because Especially when we first started talking about doing uh, retro stuff, I really was having a, a, a moment of uh, where I felt like I wanted to give back to the developers who made these things. And it was this is the one of the few ways you can actually get licensed games on a console uh, unless you do something like AntStream or something like that, but this actually goes back to you know the 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 publisher, the the rights owners of these games, and that made me feel comfy on inside. But then I also know this is very limiting, and already Scott's talking about well, you can get this, but then you can also get the cartridges that are illegal, and I'm like, well, then what's the point? I might as well just uh, <laughs> if I'm going to steal, I might as well steal wholesale. I see what you're saying. Uh, I feel you. But yeah, so uh, if I there's definitely Where's the market at? I don't know. I, I'm i interested in it, but at $139, uh, and it's kind of limited, you'd probably, what's that, probably like 40 games, and those are just... Um, you know. Let's see, 120, no, 129, and... Right. Uh, it's got two of the carts in it. Why do we can put two carts in at the same time? One, one, the Data East one and the Techno Technos. Can you put right. two in at once? That's cool. Yeah, you can put two. You can't, uh, yeah, so then you can access... Oh, yeah, uh, that's great. That's yeah. actually kind of cool. Most of the, from what I was reading, most of the games are only two player right now, even though there's a four port in there. And I'm not sure what kind of controllers you can plug into it. I the controllers look okay, and I guess if you're just playing eight bit, sixteen bit era games, mm-hmm. I guess it'd be okay. But I'm not sure about the arcade games and how those would translate. There, there's a, a lot of limitations, but I'm definitely interested in it. I wouldn't mind adding it to my collection of how I game, yeah. you know? Yeah. I kind of want to mess with it. Just see what's up. Um, yeah, it's not my, my biggest problem is I've, I've yet to find a pack where I'm like, yep, that's the one I want to spend 20 bucks on. Yeah. I feel like because the game mix is weird. 
you know. It, the mix is very weird because it's usually by publisher, uh, which means that you have, you know, two or three titles that are freaking awesome and then a whole bunch of crap. And it's like, you know, yeah. I spend $129. I want to be able to play better than crap. And I also don't know what kind of emulations in it. I haven't, d- haven't done a deep dive on that. I don't know if it's just software emulation because they're making these deals with these, you know, rights owners. But nothing says that they've got, you know, good emulators in there where they get the emulators from are they open source or did they did they abide by the rules on that side too mm-hmm. there's probably so, uh you know so questions uh, i know you can hack these pretty easily as well right um and the but once again if you're gonna hack it why even bother yeah <laughs> then what's the point yeah i yeah. kind of agree yeah. yeah that's unfortunate they do have these reflashable diy cartridge slots or slots you can make which then right. you can load your own games and do your own thing but then you're then you're back to the Brian's questions like what's yeah. the point then? Yeah, what's the point if you if you're gonna yeah. break copyrights and do whatever the hell you want anyway? There's a lot better equipment out there than that. This yeah. really just gives you the opportunity to, you know, feel good about yourself. Yeah, so. yeah, feel good about the one game you paid 90, nineteen bucks for and really probably should have right. got more than that. I mean, the better thing I would do is I would use one of your modern consoles and go buy the Sega collection or go buy the you know yeah. some of these already exist in collections. It's not like you the, can't get them this, for cheap. The Sega Genesis Mini is still, even at the inflated prices right now, such a great deal. I don't think the NES Mini or the SNES Mini is because you can get those on the Switch or whatever. But the Sega Genesis, man, if you find one of those, there is no reason not to get that. Yeah, the the Genesis Mini is awesome. Did that thing? Did they pull it from production? It's no longer being made, or what? I I don't think it's being made anymore. But you can still find them because uh, they made so darn many of them. You can still find them for reasonable prices. Last time I looked. And things change day to day, like the uh, the EverDrive. Don't get that confused with the Evercade. The EverDrive recently uh, shut down, and I'm expecting those things to shoot through the roof. And what the EverDrive is is uh, carts for different systems. Like if you have a Sega Genesis, they make a cart, and you can uh, just plug that into the slot, and then you have like an SD card with your ROMs on it, and so yeah. it can play uh, all the ROMs you have through the actual uh, original system, so yeah, but I think they just shut down. I don't know if it, I think oh, it was no, it's still going. Uh, Sega Genesis Mini still a, still a thing. Still, yeah, still yeah. Go that's the best deal out there. And then if you do decide you want to go a little bit to the left or the right, you can you can you can uh, was it uh, hack 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 and chi or something like that. It's very simple, easy to do, and load your own ROMs on there. Yeah, you can even load SNES ROMs on there. I think. Oh my gosh, there's this. I haven't seen problems. this. There's a Genesis cartridge. I guess this is not that unusual, but this somebody right. made a Genesis oh. cartridge and put 196 games on it. <laughs> Look at this. The war has taken another chat room. KT data says the company that made the EverDrive is shut down right now since the guy making them lives in Ukraine. What? Oh, come on, Russia. Oh, Could you Russia. ruin anything else? Yeah, no kidding. You're already you've delayed. Uh, the. What's the um, what's that game? Everybody's Advanced looking Wars? To. Stalker. No, Stalker Two is like a big oh, one. Stalker Two. Yeah, that got delayed because the devs are in Ukraine and they got all got yeah. all disrupted. Um. Yeah, there's interesting stuff out there, man. I think I feel like we're just on the cusp of what the ultimate greatest way to play retro is going to be, and our you know, show is going to be here when it happens. You yeah. Know? It absolutely is, and there's so many ways to play retro or not right now. And one of the main problems I'm seeing is that everybody wants to encapsulate the experience in a single device like Evercade or something like that. And it's just so impossible to do decades worth of 
work and make it work consistently with all these different background hardwares in one box. The Mr. FPG, which Tony sent me, thank you so much for that, changed my life yeah, with the, with the retro did. gaming. Yeah, my life uh, hasn't changed at all. Thanks. I know. But even with that, it's like, even that is such a, it's still such a crapshoot, man. There's just so many different ways to to play retro. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, I love I it. too. But there's <laughs> only one way to talk about play retro, and that's to tune in uh, on Tuesdays at 3.30 Mountain Time. That's uh, right. 5.30 Eastern Time. At least for now. Uh, Mondays is our preferred day, but we got a conflict with another show that we're going to work around. So we're on Tuesdays for the next little bit. And if you want to watch us live, we use lots of video and other stuff when we do live versions of the show. So we would highly recommend checking out the live version of Play Retro. And uh, like Brian said, it's every Tuesday, 3.30 Mountain Time, right here at frogpants.tv. Big thanks to everybody who supports us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash playretro. Without you, the show doesn't literally exist. It's not really here. You can sit and yell uh, choplifter into the sky for all I care. It doesn't exist without it. So please come help us at playretro on Patreon, patreon.com slash playretro, playretroshow at gmail.com for those email address or emails you want to send in. That's an email address itself. Playretroshow on Twitter. And of course, our website is frogpants.com slash playretro. All right, Brian. Anything else? Oh, next week, Castlevania. Castlevania. Vania. Castlevanias. I'm putting the Vanias in the castle. My goal oh, is to play every single gross. Castlevania available to me. I will play at least a little of. I played a lot of many of them, but I'm going to play yeah. at least a taste of everything that I can all the way up through Symphony of the Night. I'm going to figure out how to uh, play a reasonable amount of Castlevania. All right. Mine not, <laughs> may not be reasonable, but I am definitely going to do it. So get your right. bell, hang your Belmont out and be proud. Okay, everybody? Really? That's a weird thing to say. That's going to do it right. for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. And most of all, thank you for playing Retro. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Rated E for everyone. <laughs>